Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. It's that time again when city council districts get redrawn. We'll talk to the chair of San Diego's redistricting commission right after the news. California ordered on Thursday that healthcare workers statewide must be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 by September 30th. Officials say it's the first statewide mandate of its kind in the nation. The new mandate applies to workers in hospitals, nursing facilities, clinics, doctor's offices, and most other healthcare settings. The state is also requiring hospitals and other care facilities to verify that indoor visitors are either fully vaccinated or have tested negative for the coronavirus within 72 hours. Coronavirus-related hospitalizations are on the rise in San Diego. According to the latest county report, COVID-19-related hospitalizations reached 407 Tuesday, one week after the number hit 316. Most of the patients had not been vaccinated. Hospitalizations peaked in January with 1,800 cases, but experts say the upward trend is starting to take a toll on hospital staffing. More than half of likely voters in California said they would vote to recall Governor Gavin Newsom next month, according to a statewide survey released Wednesday. The poll conducted by SurveyUSA said 51% of those polled said they would vote to remove Newsom from office, while 40% of respondents said they would vote no. According to the survey, registered Republican voters support removing the governor by a ratio of eight to one. Democrats oppose the recall effort three to one. And independent voters support a recall by a ratio of five to three. Every 10 years following the census, city council districts are redrawn to reflect demographic changes. The decision is made by a group of community members appointed by nonpartisan judges, and residents are invited to weigh in. My guest today is Tom Hebrink, chair of the City of San Diego's Redistricting Commission. Commissioner, thank you so much for joining me. I wanted to begin by asking about uh, the redistricting process. I know it happens every 10 years, but can you walk us through it and what your job is? Sure. Well, as, as you mentioned, every 10 years, it's mandated by federal and state law that uh, the districts are redrawn. Uh, the reason for this is fairly simple um, and straightforward. Populations change. We've seen a lot of shifts in population in San Diego over the last 10 years. So we've got to equal out the representation at, in our case at the city council level so that we have nine you know, equally populated districts all being fairly represented. And I know this hinges on census data, which we don't yet have, which is an issue for you guys. You're going to have to really scramble to make this happen. But uh, I mean, do you have preliminary information or do you have an idea of how the districts might change? Yeah, let me um, back up to 10 years ago when, when the world was a little more normal. They actually got census data, I think it was March or April, and then we're, you know, went through the year basically with a very you know, well-paced uh, effort then to have community meetings, draw preliminary maps, come up to a final map and all of that. So they had most of the year to do that. Um, we are not going to even see the preliminary data until the mid to end of August this year. Final data, we're being told end of September. And we have a deadline of December 15th uh, to have this done so that the state and city can conduct uh, the June 2022 elections. So we are under a much, much more shortened uh, time frame. 
but we we've been moving to um, to adjust to that as best we can. We've uh, we started meeting with community planning groups a couple months ago just to start getting word out there and get some input. Uh, we are conducting nine district meetings. All of them will be via Zoom. We had our first one actually last night. We'll be having one a week for the nine week time period. At that point, we should have preliminary results and then just kind of be able to move forward from that point with map drawing to be followed by five more community meetings at a minimum. Yeah. And I will add, uh, we did, Sandag did provide information for 2019. Now, this is not census data. It is, you know, it is not numbers that we're utilizing by any means but it gives us in the community an idea of where population shifts uh, have occurred. So that's been very helpful or at least creating a mindset for us in the public. Can you give us a little preview here of, of ones that you think you will be changing? Yeah, I, I would almost wanna pull that up on a, a map for you, <laughs> uh, but I guess we can't do that in this um, circumstance, but really the most population shifts have been south of the eight. Um, there's. Council districts four and eight in the southern sections of the city have lost the most population and the current district three, which encompasses downtown and a lot of the mid-city communities, at least according to the Sandag estimates, have increased by 24.4%. So there's going to be a lot of shifts in those communities um, south of the eight just because eight and four really lost the most and they can only grow by going north and west a bit. So that, you know, that affects, it's a domino effect. So there, there will be changes that occur. How will you deal with the time crunch? As you mentioned, you know, in the past you had nine months to get this done. In this instance, you have a few. Yeah, um, luckily we have a dedicated group of commissioners and, and we're going to get it done. We started the nine uh, district meetings, you know, ideally, we would like to have the census data out there to have started those. We don't, um, at least we had those Sandag estimates, so it does give people an idea. And people do understand when they look at those where the major shifts are probably going to occur. So you know, we've, we've got our commissioners meeting at least once a week just on that. We've got other things that we handle as well. So like I said, luckily we have a dedicated group that just understands we have a time frame that we have to get it done. Yeah, I know part of the reason for setting the December 15th date was, you know, upcoming primary elections. I mean, is it possible that the, that your deadline will be extended or, or this is really the date you have to hit? Um, word that we have from the state is they're not going to change that. So it, it seems that June 2022 um, election is set. So everything has to back up from, from that date and the registrar of voters simply just needs time in order to, to get everything done. And you know, these candidates and potential candidates, you know, some don't even know if they're gonna be living in the district they intend to run in, so. Um, well, I know people can get really passionate about this. You know, 10 years ago, we saw some drama for lack of a better word with Rancho Penastitos. Um, can you tell me about uh, issues that you're facing uh, this year, you know, particularly communities um, that you're paying extra attention to, or, you know, we'll have, yeah, we'll have to give extra attention to. Yeah, well, you already mentioned uh, Rancho Panasquitos is already 
has been very active already in the process and we've been hearing from them. Uh, we expect to be you know, hearing more from them. Uh, we did have our first meeting last night and actually we got some feedback on Linda Vista, Tierra Santa. So you know, we're aware of you know, Kensington Talmadge has provided input wanting to stay together and what they consider their communities of interest. I think Claremont has expressed some concern with that they have been split up 10 years ago. So you know, we understand that and we're hoping we get plenty of community feedback then so we can do our best job. And any advice for people who would like to get involved with this process? Yes, absolutely. We still have eight uh, district meetings that are coming up. If you go on our website, which is www.sandiego.gov slash redistricting, you can find uh, the dates and times for all of those meetings and how to participate. Uh, that first group or this first group of nine are all going to be held via Zoom. So while, you know, that's not ideal in some ways and other ways, it does provide much easier access for the public to, to attend meetings. So we do hope to hear from a lot of people. We, we need that input. You can find more news online at SanDiegoUnionTribune.com. I'm Christy Totten, host of the San Diego News Fix. Thanks for listening.